Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to elevating your sobriety and deepening your recovery. You are here with your two co-hosts, Jim Pakonin and Kevin Thole. And today, I think today it's time to go deep, isn't it? I think so. So what are we going to talk about today, Sir Kevin? I think today we should just talk about how we can create an empowering support group. And I really think that can be one of the most important things as you begin to deepen your sobriety and really become powerful in your recovery. How do you create an empowering support group? And it's interesting here because we can go the whole, and I intend us to go the entire gamut on this one. I think it's important because I've met, I mean, you know, at this point, thousands of people that are in recovery and that are sober and different levels and different things. And it seems like even though there are like some larger sectors of groups, you know, that people are a part of, everybody kind of has their own way and their own support group and their own, you know, own, own people that help keep them empowered and also keep them accountable. Yeah, so I think you need to create the empowerment that works for you and that strengthens your sobriety. I want to go through like what are all the different let's let's go with the fairly obvious ones, but then let's go with some of the ones that are not all that obvious. So what's the most obvious one? I mean, I think 12 step groups which, you know, obviously uh some people love 12 step groups, some people don't like them. I do like them. Uh, I can see where some people's concerns come in with them, but within 12 steps, you have Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, every type of drugs anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous. Yep. Uh, you have some offshoots of like Celebrate Recovery uh, that's also 12 step, but is, is uh, you know, more religious or religion based. And the good news for this podcast is I've been to every single one of those meetings and pretty much every single blank anonymous meeting that's out there. Beautiful. So I've experienced them all. What do you th- what can you tell me because you've experienced them all what can you tell me and what can you tell our listeners maybe do the 10,000 foot level then the 5,000 foot and then get down to ground level talking about it as a support group as opposed to like a recovery program i think that's something that we sh- we can do here because we're not here to talk about what programs are good and bad and in between but as a support group i think that it's a group of people that get together that have a a common goal and that's to stay sober or stay off a substance or to not gamble or whatever you're, whether it's eating, there's so many different groups. And I think that from 10,000 foot, it's just a group of like-minded people that are there to support and help each other. With a commitment, the commitment of not doing that, that you're, that you're there declared not to do. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of those meetings help a lot of people. And I think that one of the biggest reasons they help a lot of people is because it is a support. It's, it's a, a group of people that are supporting you and are there helping you. Yes. And I think that whether you, and that's like, for me, you know, I've gone to meetings where maybe they weren't focused on my drug of choice, 
but being there and the fellowship and being around other people, it does, it helps me. It makes me feel more comfortable. So your support group doesn't necessarily have to be a 12 step group or whatever, like some of the other ones that we've talked about, like uh, right. whether it's a church group. Uh, I actually get a lot of, a lot of my recovery gets empowered in like a business networking group that I'm a part of. And I will say that I have a client that he went from different groups, different support group, different, and he finally found one that like that is, and his happens to be an all men's in a certain city at a certain time. And that is the one that, that really supports him. Oftentimes, even a business support group, it'll keep you focused on your business and if you're focused on your business, your mind is not wandering into the things that may trigger you or cause you to potentially relapse. So I think a business support group is another really good group. Yeah. And the most important thing about whatever group it is, is you being honest and transparent. with. And, and I think are... that's why like any group you're a part of, if you are open and honest about whatever your struggles are, your history or whatever it can really be a group that can help you. Again, they don't even have to all, and I think that's one big thing where some, us addicts, we're like, they're not an addict. They wouldn't understand, and they may not understand, but they can still support us, and they can still help us and, and deepen our sobriety and, and, and our recovery. Here's another thing. What if you join a group that may not be directly like a direct 12-step group, but it is a group that you have interest. It is a group that keeps you inspired in life. They may not have to understand the nuances of your addiction. Maybe they just understand that you're there with a commitment to sobriety and being a part of that group actually supports you. Most of the time you will find that those people are going to, they're going to do whatever they can to support you because that's what we do. We like to support other people so that when they win, we win. When they stay sober, they're an active member of our group. When they're an active member of our group, the group is productive and it's cultivating and it's moving forward. If you're surrounded with a bunch of people that want to better themselves in whatever way that is, they're going to help you and you're, they're going to have you challenge yourself. They're going to challenge you and it's going to help you grow. And so I think like my support group right now is probably pretty unique. I, I bring in like, I, I'm a part of three different 12 step groups. And again, when I say I'm a part of it, it just means that I, I don't go every single week. I mean, and some of them I do, uh, but I also have church. I also have family and I, you know, I have other support people around me, even within business. Like I said, some of my business mentors helped me a whole bunch with my recovery. And that's because they don't, again, them not understanding, they ask questions that maybe somebody that does understand won't ask. And it really helps me look within myself more. So can you expound upon that? Because I think that is one of the most powerful things that let's say you're listening to this podcast and you may not be in recovery, but you want to support somebody in recovery. So could you expound upon that a little bit, just in case we have some listeners out there who want to support somebody that, that is in their life that is in recovery. Yeah, I think just like anything, we love when people ask about us. What I really do like is I, I'm pretty public and not everybody's as public about their recovery and their struggle that they've had with addiction in the past as I am. There's no, it doesn't make me any more recovered or anything like that, that I am that way. People will often ask me, what was it like? 
I get to explain it to them. And then they sometimes ask some questions that are a little uncomfortable for people like, so how bad did it get? Things like that. And you can always choose not to answer. Being able to tell them, here's what it felt like and explain to them just how deep and, and how painful and how just terrible addiction was and just how it controlled me and consumed me and I was obsessed with it, things like that. When you start to explain to them, they, again, don't understand it, but them trying to understand, them trying to see my perspective, it really makes me, it, I appreciate it. I can see where that would actually deepen your sobriety because you're being heard. The thing is, is you are very public with your recovery. It's one of the most beautiful things about you. That may assist somebody else to be a stronger support with somebody in their life. And if that happens, then literally we're keeping support alive for somebody else. And that is one of the most critical things is that if somebody chooses sobriety, how can we assist them? How can we be good support for them to keep them on the path they choose? I think all of those things that you said are so important and it's just listening. It's being involved. I, I actually, so today, right before we're filming this, I went to my nephew's hockey game. It's one of my favorite things to do. I played hockey. He plays hockey. And uh, I actually to talk about our support network and how it spreads wide. And, you know, and, and if you're in a 12 step group, you know, there's anonymity and confidentiality and all of that. So if you see someone there, you know, you don't bring it up to them that you see them. Most people, though, are pretty comfortable with it. And when I was there, I actually saw a guy who, because of publicly sharing my struggle, he reached out to me. This was almost a year ago. He reached out to me and said, hey, I need help. What should I do? He ended up going into treatment. And I saw him today for the first time. I've talked to him a bunch. And he's doing really well. And we were able to sit there and talk for like 10 minutes about recovery and about sobriety. And it was just beautiful. And it's because we may, our network may not, we're not like together every day and talking every day, but you have, you have something in common. And so the fact that we have this like people in our periphery and when we come into contact with them, it helps strengthen our sobriety, strengthen our recovery. And so that was a way that really my network has grown too. Uh, he's actually going to uh, help speak at something for me in the next couple of weeks. So it's just pretty incredible how, you know, we talk about in business, you always are constantly networking. You're always telling, you know, you're trying to get more people involved in your business, things like that. If we take our sobriety and our recovery just as serious, not that we're out telling everybody everything about our lives, but when we just start to talk to people, share our story, share, you know, share what, what we've been through, it really can help build that network up. And the bigger your network is, the, the better off you're going to be and the stronger you're going to get. So one of the things I'm really hearing is that you are out and I'm going to, you actually approach your sobriety and your path of recovery with deep humility. And it is that deep humility where you're not telling people how they should live. You're sharing your successes, you're sharing your experiences, and you're doing it in such a way that people want to learn more. And you quite literally, you are this safe place for them to learn more. And as a safe place, being a safe place for another person is one of the best ways for you to empower a support network and a support structure 
And you're literally doing that by choosing to love yourself. And in that space of unconditional love, you can share what's going on with another and you may lift them. I mean, that gentleman, he may have left you and all of a sudden he was in such a better space that he was actually able to go out and make a difference for another person. So he's able yeah, to pass it, that support on. Yeah. Cause after that conversation, I was all fired up and excited and just, uh, you know, had that fresh excitement about just how much my life changed and how, how great recovery is. And, and, you know, what the, the best part about it for me was my sister was there. My, my mom and dad were there and, you know, I, I didn't bring it up once he brought it up, he knows I'm comfortable with it. Then afterwards I got to sit down on the bench right next to them. And they were like, so wait, tell me about this. How did this, what, how, how did this happen? And I got to, again, people that don't get it, they're not addicts. Yeah. Um, they don't identify as, as addicts. They don't, nothing. They're not, you know, they were able to listen to me and, and, and were interested in it. And it just, again, it got me excited and it was just deepening that recovery network that I had right there with my own family. I think that is so beautiful and your own family, without a doubt, because of who you are, like if you're listening to this, if you can hear Kevin's humility, if you can hear the love that Kevin has for himself, that's probably the greatest gift that sobriety has given you, Kevin, is this deep love for yourself. And that love can literally ripple out to every single person, which means it is safe. Those people, it is incredibly safe for them to ask you questions. Yeah, it's, it's very contagious. And I'm thankful because I'm in active addiction. I told everybody how much I love myself but I didn't love myself. And now that I'm in recovery, I don't have to tell everybody I love myself when they see me and talk to me and listen to me. They, they know that I do. And it's not a love myself because I'm so great. It's just, it's who I am. And I'm very comfortable who I am. I love being able to help people. And you said something that was extremely important. When you go to these 12 step groups or any group, anything, if you don't agree with it, that's okay. You don't have to take everything that they say, but take what is good out of it and you can leave the rest. That's a, a 12 step saying, an old school 12 step saying. But I think that once we start to think that we have a monopoly on the way things should go when it comes to recovery or that we're the only right ones or we have all the answers, we're in a lot of trouble because it's our pride and ego that probably brought us into addiction in the beginning. So it's important to realize that we don't have to agree with everything out there to have these people in our network. There's people in my network that have were different, totally different beliefs and viewpoints, but we're there to help each other and support each other. You have the common goal of sobriety. So you can set your differences aside and you can be the space to assist another person. That is one of the most powerful things that a human being can do. If you choose sobriety, find the network and find the people around you be so strong in your sobriety and it's you're going to be a magnet through humility you're going to impact more and more and more people and personally i, I hope it's in a lot of the non-traditional ways because a lot of the non-traditional support groups they need your insight on what it takes to be strong in sobriety, because then you get to be someone that they can say, this is what happens when sobriety works. This is what happens when there's a very solid 
recovery program. You then yeah, the traditional ways are. So go ahead. I, I completely agree. So Jim, I, I think the traditional ways, if all we're doing is sharing our stories in the traditional settings and 12 step settings, and we're only talking to other people that already are in recovery or in sobriety, we're not going to help grow this at all. Right. We're not going to even really, I think, deepen our recovery or elevate our sobriety. It's telling other people in those peripheral groups, whether it's at church or it's at work or wherever it is, when you build these, these, this network, it's so important to have so many different people well, from different and, backgrounds and different walks of life. And when you share your story and they ask you those hard questions, that's where your growth is. Because you have to look at yourself. You have to look at your beliefs. You may even have to look at your ego. And you may even have to look at the aspect of which you're telling this to make sure that you're doing it. And I'm going to say this again, but through the space of humility, because when we are humble, we grow so much. In any network that you're going to go and be a part of, humility is going to be what people are drawn to. So I think humility, period, and sobriety is like number one. Because ego is a killer for, for people that are addicts and alcoholics and, and they're struggling with that. So humility is going to be the key. And I think that I think when it comes down to it, you know, in summary, basically, if we're trying to summarize everything is grow your network in a lot of different ways and have that network empower you, whether it's just specifically for sobriety or for recovery, or if it's just for your life overall. You're going to get a lot of value out of, it, out of it, and I think you're going to grow, and I think that's where your sobriety will be elevated and your recovery will be empowered. Yep, and if you are not in recovery right now, but you're listening to this, being the support for the people around you that are will literally assist them to deepen the love they have for themselves, and as you do that, your love for yourself is also going to deepen. Because one thing we love to do is we love to help people. We love to be support to other people. So I think that's pretty much a wrap on this episode. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. And we appreciate you listening. If you like us, subscribe wherever you're listening. Give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night. Yep. Have a great one.